We've had enough weather as it is the last couple of days, and yet there's going to be some lightning at the XL Energy Center tonight. We preview tonight's matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning in an interesting what-if scenario between the two teams from back in 2014, all today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just a reminder... You can find Lockdown Wild on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's pregame edition of Lockdown Wild, we preview tonight's matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning, playing some of their best hockey of the season and the world beater goalie that the Wild are going to have to try to find a way to crack here this evening. Plus, an interesting what if between these two teams from all the way back in 2014 uh, involving the NHL draft. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And uh, as mentioned, we've had enough snow as it is. And now we get some lightning um, here in St. Paul tonight. And of course, talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning coming to town to take on the Minnesota Wild. We'll look at how Tampa Bay is doing a little bit later in the episode. But I wanted to tease kind of the nuggets for today's game because there was an interesting draft day trade between these two teams all the way back in 2014. And I'll preface by saying we've we've talked about kind of the NHL draft at large um, in bits and pieces here on this show with the fact that you're using talent evaluators for your team to evaluate players based off of their impressions of what a particular player can do how they fit into the system, things along that line. And so even with what I'm about to discuss, there's no guarantee that uh, had it played out differently that it would have worked out uh, the way that it did. But I'm obviously talking about Braden Point, who, if you recall, was all set to fall to the Minnesota Wilds at 79 overall in the 2014 NHL draft. Should they have wanted to draft him? Uh, it ended up being that the Tampa Bay Lightning hopped up to uh, trade for Braden Point. They uh, ended up offering, of course, their 80th overall pick uh, to the Wild and then a 2015 seventh round pick uh, to make that trade. That pick for the Minnesota Wilds became Louis Belpedio. You may remember Louis Belpedio from a couple of seasons ago in which he was set to become the seventh defenseman for the Wild. But Bill Guerin wasn't super sold on that prospect, and so he uh, ended up trading him. There were some other things um, kind of not real thrilled, I I guess, with what Belpedio was bringing to the table. And so Guerin opted to, uh, to, to trade him and uh, really hasn't cracked the NHL lineup since. Now, some of that was just the number of players in front of Belpedio, and I think he maybe wanted more of a chance, more of a, more of an opportunity to uh, to get some regular playing time, but <laughs> you're not going to crack the uh, the top six 
that the Wild had at that point because that was before the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. So you still had Carson Soucy in the mix. And it was just, it was a logjam on defense. And so Belpedio became expendable. But Belpedio, kind of more of an AHL guy, not getting really to the NHL level. Uh, Braden Point, by comparison, has uh, has certainly left his mark on the NHL since he got up there. Uh, a multiple 30-goal-per-season scorer. He had 41 goals in 2018-2019. But a guy who is uh, is climbing up towards 200 career goals. He's got 406 points in 453 career NHL games. And uh, you look at some of his postseason numbers as well. He just has been a huge portion of the uh, – Tampa Bay Lightning being able to have as much success as they've had over the uh, the past few years. And so I always wondered, what if the Wild in that draft would have said, we're going to take, we're going to take points. I think we'll stay here and uh, we'll go for Braden Point. But the focus of this team um, even if you look at uh, how the rest of that draft played out, and just an interesting note that I'm sure is going to kind of infuriate people, the um, <laughs> the breakdown of the Belpedio pick from back in 2014, the five foot ten, 193 pound blue liner picked up 23 points in 61 games played last season on seven goals, 13 assists. He also registered 44 penalty minutes and a plus 14 rating. Though he's not the biggest guy, he's described as a stout defenseman who doesn't shy away from contact and isn't afraid to jump up in the play. I feel like that has been just a cookie cutter for the Wild, for every defenseman they have, um, with the exception of, say, Jake Middleton. It's mostly just you know the same body frame that we see from the Wild every year. And so it, it was interesting... The rest of the draft from 2014, uh, the Wild ended up taking Alex Tuck in the first round that year. Of course, they took Capo Kakinen in the fourth round. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't a terrible uh, it wasn't a terrible draft. It's just Alex Tuck goes to Vegas in the expansion draft. Capo Kakinen doesn't necessarily work out here, and so he uh, ends up going to the San Jose Sharks. But if you look at those drafts right around that time, it seems like they are heavily dotted with defensemen um, in the early rounds, in the later rounds. I mean, 2011, you see Jonas Brodeen as the first-round pick. 2012, it's Matt Dumba. Um, even going later rounds, you see defensemen taken in the third, in the fourth, in the fifth. Uh, and so that was definitely the focus of this team was just trying to find guys that could kind of fill out that back of the defenseman depth chart. And you see now with Judd Brackett and the focus has flipped for this team to where in the last few drafts, you've seen more of an emphasis on skill players in the first round. You had Matt Boldy in 2019 taken with the uh, the 12th overall pick. Marco Rossi in 2020 with the 9th overall pick. And that's not to say that there weren't defensemen taken 
2021. I mean, it was Jesper Valstead in the first round, then Carson Lambos, then Jack Pert. But um, Liam Ogren and Danila Yurov this past season, both skilled players. And so I wonder, had Braden Point been in one of these more recent drafts, if the Wild play that differently than they did at the time. But again, that is all 100% based off of the opinions of the scouts, of the draft experts for your team. It's all subject to their opinions of how a particular player looks in particular circumstances. So maybe it wouldn't have, but it's just, it's a fascinating one that is going to link these two teams as long as Braden Point is still in the league and is still producing at a high level, which, shocker, he still is. So a fascinating kind of start to uh, to get us going for what should be a great game tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we'll talk more about the Lightning and where they're at so far this season and how they just continue to uh, get it done uh, year after year. That is coming up as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. They're your number one source for sports betting info plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to the end of the college bowl season to the NBA and the NHL, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, so head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action all at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. Locked On NHL Prospects is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Tampa Bay Lightning, the more things change, the more they stay the same. It is a team that has had no shortage of success over the uh, the last several seasons. You look at everything that they bring to the table. They have a lot of what you would want for uh, an NHL franchise, but of course, a lot of that comes from having to really bottom out to get some of the guys that uh, they were able to get um, into their franchise. You, you can't get the top-level talent that, uh, that you would expect to see uh, for a team that has been to multiple Stanley Cups in a row, uh, has won multiple Stanley Cups this decade. Um, you can't get that top-level talent without having some real bad seasons to uh, to get that done. And that goes all the way back to a couple of guys who are just absolute staples on this team still. You've got Steven Stamkos, who was the number one overall pick back in 2008. And look, you, you look at what he's done so far in his career, 1,000 points, five, just about 500 goals in uh, under 1,000 games. He has been the heartbeat of that team since he was drafted 
all the way back in 2008. But that was just one. You've got Victor Hedman, who was the second overall pick in 2009. He has been a sensational defenseman for the uh, the Lightning. And you've got to hit on some other guys who maybe aren't top-level guys for as well as we have seen you know, Kirill Kaprizov do as a fifth-round pick for the Wild. You have to be able to hit on those guys as well. And so in 2011, Nikita Kucherov in the second round, 58th overall pick, he obviously has been a huge cornerstone of what that team has been able to do. Then in 2012, you hit it with the goalie, Andre Vasilevsky, the 19th overall pick in 2012. And so for the Lightning, it has been a lot of draft and develop and get these guys up to the NHL level and just build them as your core. And that's not to say that they haven't had tough choices. Ryan McDonough, who was a huge part of those Stanley Cup championships, uh, being having to be traded to the Nashville Predators this offseason to clear up some cap space to get some other guys signed and into the uh, into the payroll long term. So you have to be able to absolutely nail your draft picks, but you also have to commit to being pretty bad for uh, a couple of seasons at least to uh, give yourself a chance for those you know top five picks. And then those guys have to pan out. We've seen it happen before where a first-round pick in the top five in every sport, it doesn't work out. And so you have to hit on those guys. You also have to maximize you have to maximize your roster to where let's say you thought maybe Ryan McDonough was starting to lose a step a little bit. You got to send him out. You got to trade him and uh, and get some younger assets in. And so it's just a constant roster cultivation uh, for this Tampa Bay Lightning team. But the other ingredient that has led to them having the run that they've been on is the right head coach. John Cooper, sensational NHL coach, just has you know a good pulse and a good feel for his team at all times. He is you know a very cerebral coach, and you look at these Tampa Bay teams, and even when they're facing unbelievable odds, you get some things that can go right for them where if your offense is struggling or you just are hit with a slew of injuries like they've dealt with um, over both of those, over all the last few cup runs for them. You then have the world beater goalie in Andre Vasilevsky who can say, all right, I only need one today. I only need one goal and uh, and I can get it done. Um, it, it has been one of the most fun teams, I think, to watch. But also then, let's not forget the uh, the thing that I think has, has riled up a lot of NHL fans. You have to be willing to do everything that is legally uh, available to you in order to keep your roster fully cultivated, and that includes long-term injured reserve, which we've seen the Lightning use um, at times over the last few seasons just to free up some cap space during the season 
and then be able to not have to worry about it once the playoffs start. So it is a team that has just utilized every resource available. They have hit on first-round picks considerably well. You find your franchise goalie. You find a couple of franchise cornerstones. And you find the right head coach to lead everybody. And that leads to, after uh, a season in which you know the, the, you thought maybe they would be able to get over the top and beat just the team of destiny in the Colorado Avalanche, and then they just got flattened in that series. Here they are again this year, having just another fantastic season and uh, being one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. So this is not going to be an easy test for the Minnesota Wild, to say the least. Uh, but it is going to be a great game. I think these two teams have had some good ones over the past few years, and uh, the Wild have beaten Tampa Bay nine straight times here in Minnesota. So that helps as well. But uh, the Wild are going to have to be on their A game in this one tonight because, as we'll talk about, special teams is probably going to be what decides it. And when you are going up against a goalie on a run such as Vasilevsky is, you cannot afford to give the opposing team too many opportunities to just take the game into their own hands. So we will preview tonight's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning as we finish today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the National Hockey League. Locked On NHL is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Last five games for both teams. Did the math by hand because I like to just have it in front of me. Minnesota Wild in their last five games, they are 3-2. and two. They've scored 16 goals. They've given up 13. Two of 13 on the power play and 13 of 17 on the penalty kill for Tampa Bay. Now, they had a game postponed against Buffalo with all this weather that was moving through, so we reached back before that for their last five games. They've scored 19 goals. Given up 13, 4 of 13 on the power play, and 15 of 16 on the penalty kill. Seven of those 13 goals allowed came in one game against the Detroit Red Wings. So in their last four games, they've given up a total of six goals, and three of those came against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So it's a team that is just playing really, really good hockey. They've got a very stingy penalty kill and so for the wild this is going to be a really tough test for them because they're going to need to match what Tampa Bay is doing they're going to need to play some really smart hockey in this one tonight the lightning currently sit as the fifth best power play in the NHL 27.6 percent on the penalty kill they are in the top 10 they're at 82.2 percent so they're good on special teams. That's kind of the Tampa Bay Lightning special. They're just really good on special teams. But they also just have so many top-level guys that can beat you um, any given day. I mean, you've got Kucherov, who has 53 points so far through 36 games. 
Steven Stamkos has 42, including 17 goals. Braden Point, who we talked about at length, he's got 21 goals in 36 games and 38 points overall. Brandon Hagel with 15 goals. He's got 30 points in 36 games. We also got double-digit goals from Alex Killorn and Nick Paul on the back end. But then it all comes down to the goaltending. Vasilevsky on the season, 16-9-2. and 16-9-1, uh, I beg your pardon. 2.42 goals against average and a 921 save percentage. But in the month of December, Vasilevsky was 8-2 with a 1.69 goals against average and a 9.46 save percentage. He gave up three goals twice. Once to Toronto in an overtime win over the Maple Leafs, and then once against Arizona. Weird that it'd be the Arizona Coyotes that would be one of the two teams to score more than two goals against Vasilevsky, but he's beaten... uh, the Rangers, he's beaten Montreal, he's beaten the Canadians twice, actually. He beat Seattle, he beat the Florida Panthers, he beat Toronto, he beat Philadelphia. So, while the run has been a good one for Vasilevsky, and not to take away anything from what he's been doing, you're beating up on Montreal twice, Arizona, Florida is just a mess this season, and the Philadelphia Flyers... They're not the Philadelphia Flyers from the first week of the season anymore. So they have been in trouble as well. So it's more that Vasilevsky is doing what he should be doing. He does have some sensational performances in there. So again, not trying to take any credit away from what he has done. That game against the New York Rangers, the 2-1 to shootout, 45 of 46 saves and had some high-level um, high saves in that game. And so for the Minnesota Wild in this one tonight, let's try to avoid the bad penalties or you will likely get a repeat of the game against Dallas. You have to continue to force the issue in terms of shots against Andre Vasilevsky because if you aren't able to get shots to him, those shots from the top of the zone and from the perimeter of the offensive zone are going to be easy saves for him. You have to really physically challenge him with shots in front, uh, having players in front of the net to try to re-deflect, redirect, because he is going to be he's going to be on his A game. And if you allow him to, if you don't put enough pressure on him, then you're just going to make this an easy night. For, uh, for Vasilevsky. So they got to challenge him. They uh, are going to need to play some smart physical hockey in this one while avoiding some of those bad penalties. There are going to be times during the game where you may get beat to a puck or you may have a bad pass that leads to a turnover and you are at the top of the zone just trying to kind of get in the way. Those are the bad penalties that lead to power play opportunities for a lethal Tampa Bay Lightning power play. So play smart, physical hockey, and uh, offensively going to need to take advantage of opportunities to to get shots on the net. Want to see some high danger chances, 
grade A opportunities as opposed to just kind of getting into the zone and just sending shots towards the net. That's not that's not going to challenge Vasilevsky enough to uh, to beat him. I, I mean, you look at the game plan against Connor Hellebuck, and I know a, a couple of those goals came to to be as a result of turnovers, but you have to beat him up close because if you can't beat him up close, if you can beat him up close, then some of those shots from farther out have a chance to go in if you can rattle him. But if you can't rattle him, then it's it's going to be tricky. And so it it should be a great matchup between these two teams. As I mentioned, the Wild have beaten the Tampa Bay Lightning nine times in a row in Minnesota. So let's try to continue that here this evening. Um, as far as the injury situation goes, it sounds like, at least according to what uh, what Joe Smith and Michael Russo were saying, uh, it sounds like Brandon Duhame is progressing, but he's not quite ready to return as of yet. So I'd imagine we'll see the same lines for this team uh, in this one. And so the uh, the grief line is going to – they're going to need to set the tone physically. Kaprizov line is going to need to more than carry their weight tonight. And you're going to need to get that Matt Boldy line to uh, continue the role that they have been on over the uh, the last few games they're going to need to get a goal or two in this one tonight to uh, lead to a win for the Minnesota Wild. So, should be a great matchup. We'll have you covered after the game with a postcast. And then uh, we've had some weather, of course, here in Minnesota, which led to not being able to get uh, Alex on for today's episode. But we will have him on tomorrow. So, uh, we'll recap this game. We'll look ahead to a busy weekend for the Minnesota Wild, and we'll kind of set the tone for the rest of 2023 as well. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL podcast to get your full lowdown on everything going on throughout the NHL. Free and available wherever you listen to your podcast, just like Locked on Wild. So make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms, which now includes Amazon Music. Find us on social media as well. We have you covered every single possible way on the Minnesota Wild with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.